The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So when, um, when you're, you're noticing that you can um, be aware while problem-solving, you know, that's something, that's, that's a state that we often think we can't be mindful in, you know, when our mind is doing things like that. But actually, I, I think something I was um, reflecting on this morning um, was that pretty much any uh, thing that the mind does, there is a, a possibility of being aware that the mind is doing that thing. Um, there's, because mindfulness does not have to interfere with what's happening. So it is possible to be thinking, to be uh, you know, playing the guitar. That one was, was talked about last night. Uh, it's possible to, um, to be uh, you know, actively contemplating problem-solving and be mindful. Um, so I just want to, to, to definitely put that out there because it is something that we think is not possible sometimes. And so you're seeing all of that and then um, you're also seeing that it kind of slips into uh, a little selfing, a little I need to do, I want to do, I, it has to be my way. And do you, uh, do you feel a contraction around that? Do you, do you notice a kind of a, a tightening around that? Well, yeah, I can feel the, I'll call it energy, but it could be like pain. Maureen, you can go back on, yeah. So, so this moment of, you know, seeing when it moves from kind of being a flow of the mind, kind of being creative and doing its thing, to when it's kind of like I get involved, you know, I, I jump in there and it has to go my way. It has to be um, me doing it. Um, and, and there is often a contraction that's experienced with that. And this is something that's interesting to recognize that the sense of self, and we haven't talked too much about exploring the sense of self in this, in this class at this point, but um, the, the sense of self at least in my experience, is basically familiar patterns of contraction. <laughs> and so, you know, that, those, those, they can begin to be like um, uh, uh, familiar, uh, almost like warnings for us. Or I don't know quite what the right word is or what the right word I want to use here is. But... Um, when we begin to get familiar with the various ways that we identify and contract, that, that those states of body and mind can begin to be like, oh, hey, pay attention, you know, there's, there's some clinging happening here, there's some aversion happening here. And so it's, it's possible to not have that, I mean, to, have, to, to just notice that problem-solving and then not have it move into the clinging, and so it's not that we have to stop the problem solving. It's not that that's the problem. That, that the, uh, what the mind begins to recognize is the clinging itself is the place where the suffering happens. So that exploration of watching that, what, you know, kind of curiosity. I mean, when we, when we start to feel that, and this is partly what we talked about last night, we start to feel the clinging and how painful it is and how uncomfortable it is. You know, we basically think, well, what I'm supposed to do is stop that 
or how you know how how can I let go of this clinging and you know that is the direction that the practice heads but very often we cannot actively do that letting go instead what we need to do is allow the the um, mindfulness allow the um, the that kind of curious awareness to begin to explore what does it feel like to want it to be my way what does it feel like to have to be so you know to have that contraction and that um, you know as I said last night the mind begins to get an education that that uh, that pattern which is just a pattern in the mind it's just you know that the sense of self is just another pattern in the mind that that pattern is not actually a pattern that serves us or that serves this mind body in terms of moving towards happiness so the the willingness to uh, to recognize, okay, you know, it's moved. You know, the the, the seeing, the moment. You, you, I mean, it's it's so. What you describe is so is so great. You know, the the seeing, the the kind of the mind in its free flow and problem solving, and then suddenly it like moves into the contraction. You know, what's happening there? What's going on? You know, that that um, that's a really really interesting moment to explore, not. As I said, not to try to say, let's stop doing that, because we cannot, you know, it's like that sense of um, me trying to control that sense of me clinging, (laughs) you know, is a clinging itself. And so it, it, it really has to unfold from this curiosity of what is this? process of clinging what is this process of feeling like me coming in here wanting to take charge and take control so you know just the fact that you've seen it kind of slip from one to the other shows that there's actually quite a bit of mindfulness going on and so there's there's the possibility to begin to understand you know how it is that that pattern is is coming that, that that pattern is being launched of I need to be in control, I need to do this. And so this sounds this sounds great. I mean I, I hope that <laughs> I hope that you can feel that way about it. I know it's not so pleasant sometimes when we touch into those clingings. I mean it's it's so painful when we really see the 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 clinging like that. I mean I just mentioned something that I noticed on a recent retreat because you know, I, I said last night it gets very deep and very subtle, and that was, you know, when I when I talked about how, um, you know, the mind just wants to control and wants to find um, ways to uh, not have things be impermanent, unreliable, out of control. Um, and on this this retreat, basically. Um, I saw at a very, very deep level in, in, the, in the mind that uh, the mind really, really wanted something, something that it could hold on to that it, it you know, it's, it's at, a very, at a very deep level our minds want something that will make them happy. And um, so during this retreat, you know, I, 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 I basically watched, I watched the mind want to find something to make it happy. And this is, this is at, a, at a level of like, um, you know, 
being the the mind knowing how to create states of uh, concentration that feel pretty good actually. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. I forgot it was Thursday. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a. Uh, we'll have to come through to get our to get our shoes. Actually, let's let's take a moment to do that. So, um, exploring this process of clinging, this um, you know the the process of the mind really wanting something to make it happy, and this happens at very um, you know obvious levels to, for all of us in our days. Um, you know, it, even at the level of like, you know, wanting chocolate or, you know, um, just simple things, you know, wanting control, wanting to look good, um, wanting to be seen, to be liked, the, those kinds of, um, um, you know, patterns. It's like the mind has learned from conditioning that when it gets those things, it feels good. You know, when it feels like it's in control, it feels good. When it feels like uh, it gets something that it wants, it feels good. And so the, the mind, you know, has learned that if I can do this thing, which in the, in the moments is making me uncomfortable, I get this hit of something that makes me comfortable and, and feel okay. And um, in that process, the mind is so focused on what it's going to get to make it feel okay, it's actually not landing in or really clearly recognizing how much pain and struggle it's going through to get there. So, um, but it does, it, at, at some very core levels, some very deep levels, at obvious levels, at core levels, the mind thinks there's got to be something out there that will make me happy. Um, and uh, on this retreat, I was watching this, and I could see that the, mind, that, that the mind had this kind of belief, there's got to be something, there's got to be something that will make me happy. And uh, at, at that level, I could see the mind was not, I was not able to stop that belief, you know, to stop that. It was such a deep kind of belief in a way it, it, uh, that it's made me really understand just how deeply we we do believe that there's something out there that will make us happy you know we 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 have to learn it at so many different levels that there actually is nothing <laughs> there that is going to be a thing we can hold on to that will be a reliable thing that will make me happy um and so just watching the mind uh believe that and try to find something. And I was like, I could see, I could see that the that the mind was doing this, and it's kind of like I was kind of in in awe. It's like, okay, mind, you know, I mean, some part of my some part of my understanding knows that it's it's not possible, but it's at some deeper level, the mind was saying, no, it's got to be possible. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And so it's like, okay, you know, have at it. Try to find something, you know. So I would kind of sit there and just settle back and watch the mind try to find something to make it happy. And so it's like, you know, just watching the searching. You know, it's like, search, 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 search. It's like a little gerbil, you know, search, 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 search. I was searching around, trying to find, I was like, not finding, and then it would, it would, the, the mind would actually construct something. It would create a state of peace. 
The mind created a state of peace. And in that experience, there was this like, oh, I found it. And then the mind recognized after not that long, you know, a, a little while, the mind recognized that state of peace requires tension to hold it together. And that tension is stress. This isn't it. (laughs) And the mind let go of that state. And in that very letting go, the mind understood it's the release. It's the letting go where the ease is. And then, you would think the mind would learn, but no. It was like, that was it. I've surely got to be able to find that again. So it would go back and search it, search, 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 search. It'd find something else to create. And again, over and over again, it saw that the, that the, that the actual ease and peace is not in the creation or construction of anything, but in the letting go. And yet, it's still, at some very deep level, believed that clinging was the way. (laughs) It's stunning, actually, how deeply ingrained that is. And yet, you know, in my own, in my own experience, in my own practice, um, I've seen so many different levels of clinging release, you know, that there's so much more ease and happiness in life with various levels of clinging um, being released. So I can, I can um, say with confidence that if you are willing to watch the clinging, willing to see how it leads to the... Uh, the pain, the contraction, that the mind will begin to understand how to let go of it. And probably in, in some cases, sometimes we can see, we can recognize actually how to actively let go of a pattern. Sometimes. But the more, the more uh, we practice, the deeper our practice gets, the more we have to trust that the... Uh, um, sorry? Oh, the clip. Um, the more we have to trust that, um, the seeing of the suffering of the clinging is what allows the mind to learn and understand how to let go. And so. You're right in. You're right in the terrain there. You know, I, I can. I can mostly. Mostly, what I'm hoping is that this is encouragement for watching that whole process. You know, you're 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 so close to being able to see just how that pattern comes up. That, um, you know, it's it's a it's a great description of of how that works at a certain level of the mind. So. You can record this too. <laughs> yeah. How long will how long will that take? <laughs> um, you know the the um, one thing that that is is said in the in the Buddhist texts is the Dharma is good in the beginning, good in the middle, good in the end, 
and um, you know, we, it, it varies. You know, how long will it take varies for everybody. And yet, what I have seen is that the um, the practice of that kind of curious mindfulness yields fruit, yields release, yields ease at levels. I mean, it's it's it, it's definitely a layered phenomenon. I mean, it's like it's like when we start practice, we're working with really obvious forms of struggle and suffering, as I described my own pattern around anger. Um, and within, within three months of that, I began really seeing very deep benefits of the practice around those patterns. And, uh, you know, have you, have you noticed benefits? So... Um, to, to restate the question, um, how long will it take? Um, partly it sounds like um, what you're seeing is that you're being caught over and over again by a similar pattern, and it's hard to stay with it, and perhaps even actually getting pulled into that pattern as you're trying to stay with it. And that's, that's a lot what I learned around the anger uh, um, I don't remember if I described this part um, on Sunday or not, but um, over the course, I worked with this one particular anger. This wasn't all anger. This was anger at a particular person. Um, the, that was, this was kind of my entry into the practice, was trying to understand my mind, wanting to understand the mind around this particular anger. And uh, I learned a lot in the first three months or so just around... Um, you know, how the mind does it and recognizing that the practice of mindfulness could bring a lot of ease around it. But then I started to recognize that when I tried to put my attention on that anger, often I would get sucked into it. And at some point it's like, you know, maybe it's not so helpful to try to be mindful of that at this point. And so for uh, quite a long time, maybe even a couple of years, whenever I noticed that uh, it was a particular relationship. Whenever I noticed thoughts of that relationship coming into my mind, I felt the flare of anger. And I would just recognize, okay, that particular thing, I see I see you, I see that pattern. It was kind of like I would, I would take it in for like a second. And then I would change the channel. I would say, I see you, and this isn't the time to try to be mindful of you because... My mindfulness isn't strong enough to meet the strength of that pattern of anger. And, you know, I could, I could kind of acknowledge the anger in that way and then just say, you know, my mindfulness can't meet you right now. It's almost, it's almost like I bowed to it. I said, I'm sorry, I can't see you right now. But, you know, I'll try to pay attention. I'll pay attention to you when my mindfulness gets stronger. And then I would just turn my attention to something else. Like, I often seem to get into this angry state when I was walking, and so I would just put my attention in my feet. So I used some strategies to uh, change the channel, not with aversion, not with repression. It's key that it not be done with repression, but also seeing that trying to be mindful sometimes of of a strong pattern like that does pull us into the into that pattern, into the loop of that. And so that's not so helpful. So learning how to change the channel, when to change the channel like that. 
And then another, another piece that can be helpful at times is when you are noticing that pattern. Um, recognizing your relationship to the pattern itself and recognizing your relationship to seeing the pattern. So here it is again. You know, kind of frustration or wanting it to go away or, you know, so just also seeing that there, it's not just the pattern, that there's a kind of a relationship to the pattern. So acknowledging, acknowledging that piece too. And that sometimes, um, uh, if we're not seeing a relationship of aversion or wanting around a, a strong pattern, often it's that very relationship that's kind of keeping the pattern in play. So that's a question you can explore when you notice that pattern coming up. So you, you're seeing it. You're seeing yourself slip into the pattern. And so in that moment when you see yourself slip into the pattern, um, you could just check in, okay, and what, what, what's my relationship to this? Not liking, uh, I'm right, for instance. You know, that, <laughs> that could be it. You know, I'm right. This is, you know. So just noticing that piece as well. And, and you know, being very, um, very gentle on yourself about the fact that, that certain patterns are very, very sticky and that we need to change the channel sometimes. That particular pattern of anger that, started my whole practice. I think I worked on it for a couple of years. I mean, so you know that question you were saying, how long does it take? Um, I think it, it, it depends. I certainly saw benefits of the practice early on around that particular anger. Um, I spent a couple of years doing this not now, I'll pay attention to something else. <laughs> Not now, I'll pay attention to something else. It's been a couple of years with that. And then it went away. I never even had to go back and look at it again, actually. You know, I had made that deal with it. You know, I'll, I'll pay attention to you when my mindfulness gets stronger. Um, it kind of just uh, fell away through non-engagement over time. So, you know, that particular pattern took a couple of years to, to fall away. Um, and it has never come back. I mean, it actually is completely gone, that particular anger with that person. You know, it's like for a period of time I thought there, there would be no possible way for that person to appear in my mind in the thought and anger not arise. And, you know, it's, 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 it's gone. That anger is gone. So, um, you know, patience, patience. Some of these things, like what you're talking about, this kind of pattern, that pattern that I I was referring to around a particular anger, that's a fairly gross kind of suffering. It had to do with a specific incident that happened and, you know, it was around a particular time in my life. It wasn't like entrenched from when I was born or anything. Um, the kind of pattern you're talking about is much more deeply ingrained. Uh, probably from the time you were very young, and all of us have these, you know, wanting to be seen, wanting to be mirrored, wanting to be uh, appreciated, um, 
wanting to be right. I mean, those kinds of patterns are very deeply ingrained. And so um, I can say that they're, I mean, certainly they're not gone in me. You know, those kinds of patterns are not gone in me. And yet there's a lot more lightness about them. So um, uh, it's, not, it's not so much about looking to when it will be gone, but uh, it, it's, it's really more about an exploration of what can be understood about it. And the understanding is what frees us. The understanding. And so you know, just the willingness to explore it as you can and recognize when it's time to turn to something else because the mind, the mind can't meet that pattern right now. So thank you. Kumi, thank you all. And um, there is a door.